Welcome to Having a Beer with Al and Bill. My name is Al. I'm Bill. Let's crack open a cold one. <sighs> Ooh. Oh, shit. Really? Really? There's napkins right there. Right there. This did not go as well as it could have. <laughs> I wish there was video for this. You're missing it. Is it good? It is good. No, that's good beer. Unfortunately, I just drank nothing but foam for the first, I guess, five sips. All I can see written on it is skull saw. And there's a skull. It looks pretty boss. It is pretty boss. So for the second episode, I wanted to try and get some different beers. The one I got is called Skull Saw by Burial Beer Company. It is a porter with North Carolina sweet potatoes. That does sound good. And it's dark. Yes, it is. It is impossibly dark. It's fantastic. All right, so I got, because I didn't pick this up, I've got Bird's Eye View. It's a stout brewed with coffee, coconut, and cacao nibs. And I haven't tried it yet, so you get to be the first auditory listeners <laughs> of my awesomeness. I've got nothing for this. It's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. It goes down smooth. I like it. That's why I like stouts. Because they're awesome? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I noticed that there's not as many stouts out there as there used to be. The world loves IPA. Yeah. All about IPA. I felt like a couple of years ago, though, there was way more stouts. Like there was a massive influx of it. And all of a sudden, it just kind of died down the past year or two. And it's depressing because I used to go to the store and be salivating at the mouth. Like, which one do I want? Yeah. And now I can't find it to save my life. I love stouts. I hate coffee, but I love stouts. And stouts and coffee are like hand in hand with each other. You had me try a coffee caramel oatmeal stout or something like that. Yep. And it's my favorite things ever. It's pretty good. Yeah. Don't ask me why. I'm going to brew a beer. I've decided I'm brewing a beer yeah. and I'm going to do it within the next few weeks. Nice. I haven't decided what beer, whether it's going to be a stout or not. One of my favorites is like a, it's an ale. It's like a blonde ale and it's a caramel cream ale. So it's like cream soda beer, but it's not weird. Yeah. It's not weird. It sounds weird. You got to taste it. It's not weird. So what brought up the whole trying, especially yours, actually, the coconut beer is I had one recently at a, what was it? It's like a wine tap room. Okay. And it caught me off guard because I actually have never really seen a coconut flavored stout. And this one was R.S. Taylor and Sons Brewery Coconut Cream Stout. Ooh, that sounds good. It was. It was really good. But one of the things I noticed is, you know, the American way is we have to have our beer cold, like yep. cold, cold. And I was thinking to myself, when I drank that, it was full body stout. And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, this would taste so much better if it was just a few degrees warmer. Yeah. The cask ales. Have you had cask ales at cask a bar? Cask ales are so good. If they weren't so hard to find, because you once you open it, you got to drink it in like a day, I think they said. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. Don't at me. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'll Google it sometime. But yeah, it's so good and it's smooth and it's just a different experience. You get the more flavors and a better nose, I think. Yeah. Agreed. No, I don't mind if my beer, especially with the stouts, like I don't mind if it gets a little warmer than at least, you know, I get more flavor out of it. Then when it's cold, it kind of just takes away some of that milkiness. Yeah. Especially with like, you know, obviously milk stout. Yep. So yep. I like to have them, you know, not really room temp, but a little cold in room temp. Yeah. My favorite thing, going back to the brewing stuff, because now you got me thinking about beers and what I want to do. Oma Gang is one of my favorite breweries. They do Belgian beer and they do sort of like new age Belgian beers. So they put twists on that. Their triple, I think it's a triple or maybe it's a quadruple, the three philosophers. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And they do it with a cherry lambic as like two to 5% of the total thing. Ooh. It's so good. And I've, <laughs> I've made a clone of it before. It was probably the, the hardest and the most expensive beer 
that I've ever brewed. Yeah. It was crazy, but it was, it came out just, it was so good. The words that come to mind, I can't say in a family friendly podcast. Well, I guess for the listener, just letting you know that this gentleman here, Al, brews his own beer and he doesn't do it, you know, with like a Mr. Beer Kit. I've done it with that. It's fine, but he does it from the ground up and it's fantastic. Built his own kits to regulate temperature and everything and make sure you have all levels like just chemist when it comes to it. Yeah. Well, Google is your friend when it comes to that. There are communities all about it. But I also like to tinker with things like I'm a computer guy. I like to build computers, wire things. So when you tell me I can build my own pump and put that into some sort of heating temperature machine, yeah, you know, it's a rim system for those that are familiar with brewing, but I made the controller myself. It's a lot of fun. Found all the instructions online. You can at me for that. That I will answer. Nice. <laughs> I'm not even on Twitter. I just like saying, don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? So the big thing of the week. All right. So we're about a week behind on this. Unfortunately, last week was a little too busy, so we we didn't get to do it fresh, but it's probably better because we got to let it sit. I was I was taken aback when I was done with this. I want to keep you in suspense about what we're talking about. <laughs> we're going to do a half hour of just suspense. And you're going to have to figure it out through intuition what we're talking about. We should do that sometime. That'd be hilarious. Just come up with a topic, start talking about it without saying what it is and see how long it takes people to figure it out. It'll probably be about like pork rinds. Pork rinds. Yeah. Yeah. We could, 30 we minutes could do that. Suspense and then it's just about pork rinds. I know like two things about pork rinds that they're oh, crunchy and research. they're fat. They're just like fried fat. Yeah. Pretty much. That's, those are the two things I know. Congratulations to the people that learned something. <laughs> okay. So digress. We're talking about Infinity Wars. Infinity War. That's what we're going in. Spoiler alert. If I have to tell you that. Massive spoiler. We're diving into this. We're not going to hold back. Like We're going to give the warning now. We're going to talk about this. And theories and things that happened that probably you didn't miss. Maybe you did. I only saw it once. Yeah. And also saying too, it's not like we went out and read other blogs or anything or, you know, watch other videos. So if this sounds familiar, whatever, we're just going to make our peace with it. This isn't a review, just talking about it. But I would like to start off with the movie theater. We saw the movie together. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, you turned to me and you were like, what did you think? And I was just flabbergasted, exasperated. I didn't even know what to say. That's yeah, that's where I was. That movie, I remember at one point, just my jaw dropped when Red Skull came back. I knew he was there. <laughs> like I knew he didn't disappear forever. So when he came back, I just, I lost my mind. I was like, yes, thank you. You were jumping up and down like a schoolgirl. Yeah, it was kind of bad. It was embarrassing. Grown man. That's okay. I don't judge. But what did you think of the movie as a whole? Give me like, you know, the highest high and the lowest low. Okay. My 22nd pitch. This movie had a lot riding on it. It's been going for 10 years. They've been building up to it. They did a good job of putting everybody together and making sure that nobody really stole the show. So I was appreciative of that. What I didn't like is that there were a lot of times when I felt that the story was rushed just for the sake of getting there. There were some things that I wish we could have fleshed out more. I understand it's one movie. I mean, it's two movies, but I understand that they don't have the time to do that. So that's where I am. How about you? What are you thinking? What's your 22nd elevator pitch? If I'm going to say anything, this is, after sitting on it, it is my favorite Marvel movie. I thought the villain was fantastic. I thought the balance is what got me too, is the fact that there was a balance of drama with comedy with action. And I felt like it really melded very well. So it... It just, the whole time I was sitting there just enthralled and it was never a point when I watched it that was like, oh man, you know, let's, let's move on to the next scene. It was the entire time sitting there like, oh man, yeah. like you look forward to next scene mainly because it's building up to it. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed all of the interactions between people that we've been watching separately for so many years. Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor, I mean, that was 10 minutes full of just ridiculous laughter. Drax had me dying. Yeah. Really did. Comedic timing. Yes. And then when Chris Pratt was being all, you know, Star Wars was like, oh, I always talk like this. What do you mean? That was just the best. That was the best. It's funny thinking about this. So I will say one of my previous gripes that I still kind of gripe, but it makes sense. So one of my things is I didn't quite like the way they portrayed Star-Lord. Okay. I felt like they kind of made him like, I get it. He's a goofy guy. You know, his character, that's him as a whole. Yep. But for me, it felt like they made him a little too almost dumb. Yeah. They still made him playful dumb. He's supposed to be somewhat of a hero, and I didn't get it as much with that. Yeah. I mean, he made the big mistake, but like, it didn't feel like that was, it felt forced. Yeah. Although I, on the same side of that coin, it's almost believable if he really just then realized that he killed Gamora and Gamora was his thing from the beginning. I don't know. But on the other side of that coin, one of the things that kind of brings it back is this is his interaction with humans. His whole interaction with, you know, Thor basically looks like a human. Yeah. And going into space so young, he's going to act kind of juvenile. So I do get it, like his personality. But, you know, I didn't felt like the other times it was more campy and funny. And this was it felt a little more forced with me. Okay, I could see that. I did like the Guardians Rocket and Thor. That was some funny stuff. What was he calling him? Rabbit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he called him rabbit the whole time and he just (laughs) kept looking at him and just kept saying, I love that he stuck to that bit. That was good. It was really, I'm surprised that it worked as well as it did because by the fifth time he did it, I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So one of my more favorite characters and one of the things I thought was great was uh, Dr. Strange. Yes. It's funny that he was a big character, but at the same time, almost in the background. It was kind of weird how it felt. Yeah. He, he felt like the puppet master. He was orchestrating everything. And I mean, Doctor Strange is arguably one of the strongest characters in the MCU. Yeah. So. And that's the thing is you can definitely see it. And he's more calculated. He was in the back. You know, he obviously was fighting Thanos. But at the same time, it was, you know, a lot of Spider-Man and the Guardians and as well as Iron Man. They were like actively fighting while he was kind of sitting there trying to figure out a different scenario. Yeah. Well, when he was looking through the 14 million whatever possibilities and saw the one where they could win, it's pretty telling. And especially when he got done telling Tony he wasn't going to save him for anything. And then he's like, hey, wait, you have to spare his life. Makes sense. What's your take on the uh, gauntlet situation? Do you think that was calculated or not? To give him the time stone? Yes. That and also allow Star-Lord to fail at taking the gauntlet because there had to have been a scenario where he got or he actually knew he was going to do that anyway. So he could have stopped him. Yeah. So I okay. so I'll drop some speculation on my part. I think that he saw the whole future. He saw the only way that Thanos would lose is if he won. And the more they resisted, the worse it would be. So if you give Thanos what he wants, he kills half of the universe. Then he's off guard. And then you have you can strike him. He got what he wanted. He lost his drive. And that's what I really think is going to be his downfall. He just got what he wanted. Exactly. Complacency. I know my thing is I think that's going to be his downfall or his humility because as a villain, he is the one as jaded as he is. He ultimately is looking for balance and peace in the universe. He's just thinking on a genocidal scale. That he is, yeah. (laughs) That's why he's trying to do it from a good place. So I think ultimately 
there is a chance because, you know, I, I agree. I think that is the scenario. And I think that is the group of Avengers out of the randomness of people dying. I think that's the group of Avengers that has a chance. I also think that Tony Stark is going to play a huge role in this because Doctor Strange saved him specifically and was very yeah. specific about saving his life. So he must be the brains of something that happens next. It has to be something and Captain America too. Like I think yeah. it is going to ultimately just still come down to them doing some kind of act of humility that will sway them the other way because he's got the time stone. Like he can go back. Yeah, he can change it all. So he can undo everything, which ultimately could happen. I mean, at the same time, they're trying to kill off characters, but they have franchises. So yeah, they got to bring them back, right? Yeah, they're probably going to bring back a lot of them. I, th- I would think they would bring back most everybody that died in this movie through the finger snap. Yeah. I th- Gamora, I don't know. I, I think that might be. I think be, Gamora's done. I yeah. think she is gone. I think that. I think it's done. I think that's the sacrifice of that whole deal. Yeah. Which is crazy because they've only had two Guardians movies and Gamora is a pretty big part of the team. Yeah. But what do I know? So speaking of the time stone, when he went back and killed Vision again. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. I saw it coming, but I was like. They just made such a big deal out of it. I was like, they can't make this big of a deal out of destroying the stone if he can just be brought back. And then he just brought him back. The bigger picture had to have been epic. Yeah. The fact that he gave him the time stone, knowing that it's going to turn into that moment that he's going to be able to turn time back and get the last stone. Yep. I can't imagine a scenario where he didn't give him the stone. Right. Because he could just do whatever he wants with time, reality, mind. So that's why I'm I'm a firm believer that it's going to be like humility or something or... Like you said, it could be complacency. I think it's going to be, it's not going to be a fight as much as more mental. Yeah. I'm also a little bit on the cheating side because I've read the comic book arc for this. So I know how that panned out and it is not following it exactly, but closely enough where I could probably guess what would happen in the next movie. Oh. At least parts of it. And I don't want to put that out there because it's not a spoiler for the movie. It's a spoiler for the comics and. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But what I really liked and one of my favorite parts of the movie was Captain America. He didn't have a lot of big parts in this movie, but at the end, he held Thanos' gauntlet open. And the look on Thanos' face, I would pay my $10 again to go see that look. Yeah, that just the the sheer willpower of that man. (laughs) I know. How does he do it? It's crazy. Captain America is probably one of my favorite characters. Yeah, mine too. I mean, he they definitely they did a fantastic job building him up in this franchise. And honestly, it was welcome that they didn't use him as much. Yeah. Because it kind of gave it, a, you know, every other movie he's so prominent. So it's kind of cool to, you know, give him a little backseat. Yeah. So you can build other characters or build the story and just let him be a little more human. And I'm kind of glad that they didn't go the route they've been in pretty much every single other movie he's been in where it's like he comes in and he's always on the side of good and he's always fighting every bad guy on principle. Yeah. I get that's a Captain America thing, but sometimes you just need to step back like they did in this movie and let him be part of the team and not outwardly exactly. leading the team. I don't know. No, I agree. I that's I enjoyed the balance. I really did. Yeah. Because it never felt like one character stole the light completely. Like, you know, some characters were a little more prominent. Yep. But it wasn't forced. Yeah. And Wakanda was a good place to do it. There's not really any people around, so that's probably yeah. a great spot to mount a defensive in the wall. The wall was cool. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. So one other thing I just want to briefly talk about because I can't remember who I spoke with about this, but it was one of my gripes 
in the movie when it came to everyone dying. Okay. Because it's one of those things that goes with movies when they try to bait you into feeling <laughs> instead of letting it naturally occur. You don't like the feels? I don't know. Well, no, it's fine to feel. It's <laughs> just when you're trying to make me feel, I can obviously tell that you're forcing it. Played like a fiddle. Like when Spider-Man faded away. That was a lot. Everyone fades away in like a second and then he fades away over the course of three hours, it felt like. <laughs> I'll give you that. That was a little ridiculous. I, w- I mentioned to someone, I would have gotten more out of that scene if they just had him look Tony in the face and as he faded away, the last thing that faded away was his eyes. That would have hurt. That, that would have made me feel more for his character than him sitting there begging for his life. Yeah. That felt unnecessary. I would have been happier if he knew he was going to fade away, gave him the look, and started to say something. And I don't even know what the word would be, but just exactly. mutter out half a word. Yep. And then fade away. Exactly. Like something like that. Like you don't need to force it. And everyone else faded away. Like Bucky faded away. I'm not going to lie. When Bucky faded away, I was confused because he was the first one. <laughs> That's why they did him because he's like, you know, D list character. You know, he's pretty big to Captain America. And then Captain America looked confused. He's like, what the crap just happened? Yeah. I'll tell you, right before he snapped his fingers. So when Thor came in with his fancy axe Stormbreaker, that I did not think he was going to be able to not outpace the Infinity Gauntlet, but even match it. I mean, he's got the Infinity Gauntlet with all of the stones and he's throwing his axe like he's somebody. Yeah. Totally thought it was just going to stop and disintegrate. Agreed. But I mean, come on. I hate to say it, but like the line Thanos said, he's like, should have gone for the head and snapped his finger. It was just epic. Oh, he totally won. Yeah. He like, knew it too. I had to think about it because at the time I was like, what just happened? Yeah. And then it dawned on me later. I'm like, oh, duh. He said that earlier. And, you know, it was one of those things I was so caught up in the movie that certain things in the beginning were in the, you know, the background of my mind yep. instead of the forefront. So, but that. Yeah, that whole bit right there. That's when that happened. That was it. I was like, this movie did it. They took a chance and it paid off. And I'm almost glad the bad guy won. I don't know why. You know, you know, it's going to obviously be undone and everything. But, you know, it's kind of like it it turns into a whole Empire Strikes Back kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's that middle movie where the bad guy wins. I mean, yeah, you kind of know that they're ultimately going to lose. Yep. But. You like that difference. And this one was different in how they did it. You know, I kind of figured there was going to be two movies, but I didn't think he was going to flat out get the gauntlet. Movie one, right there, done, everything. I thought he'd be most of the way there and just like putting a pwn down on some people. Man, that humanized him too. That kind of annoys me. I I liked him, but I didn't like him. Yeah, that's why I liked him as a villain because they did humanize him. It's not the same old, I'm taking over the universe. It's the, I'm I'm saving the universe. Yeah, he threw Gamora off that cliff, and I was like, oh my God, he's going to throw her off the cliff. He's throwing her off the cliff. Oh, and I, I really felt for him. The tear, like they, you know, they gave him tears and everything. And yeah. even in a lot of his dialogue, you could hear the pain. And yeah. I mean, right there, it just says a lot. And the thing is, the thing that got me, and I want to rewatch it because I haven't, I want to see if he has a gauntlet on when he's sitting in the chair staring at that sunset. He must not. Is he? Because I'm wondering because he did exactly what he said he was going to do. When he I'm did. done, I'm going to sit there and watch the sun or sunrise or sunset. Yeah, yeah. One of the two. And that's the thing. He didn't sit there and get all power hungry. He did what he wanted to do. And then that was it. And that right there, they stuck to that character and made him 
basically they basically made him almost a good not guy. Not a good guy, but, but a good you know, guy. Like trying a guy who's trying to be good but just does it obviously the completely wrong way. Yeah. And I think where do you go from there for him? I I don't mean the movie. I know where the movie's going. Well, I don't know, but I have an idea. Yeah. Where do you go with Thanos now that you've done everything you've ever wanted to do? Yeah. What do you do? And I think that is going to be what the next movie is going to play into is he's just bored. He wants to have a little fun. My opinion is they're going to have an assault and we're talking like a big assault. Captain Marvel's going to show up. She is going to be phenomenally powerful. Yeah. And I think that they're all going to mount an assault and he's going to do it just for fun. Because what, what else does he have to do with his day? Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. You fight for so long, it's hard to just drop the hammer or drop the gauntlet and just walk away and just be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm done. Right. It's hard to just do that. The struggle is real. Yeah. For Thanos. Way to go. I'm going to high five him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really want to see the movie again because I know there's so much that I missed. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've only gotten one viewing. And uh, yeah, I do want to see it again. There's a lot that I want to just rewatch and pick up the little tidbits. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of great Easter eggs. And I want to see Rocket and Thor again. They were great. Groot was, I don't know. I'm over the angsty teenager stuff. Whatever, I don't care. Yeah, I. you know, it's funny that like in the theater, the people that, you know, everyone got sad about was like Groot and then Spider-Man yep. and, oh, Black Panther. But I haven't seen Black Panther, but I do like his character, so I get that. But the, you know, it's mainly because they think Spider-Man's quirky and then they, you know, baited them with the way they killed them off and then yeah. with Groot because he's so cute for me is when Doctor Strange left I'm like oh man what right I was really I was like oh crap he's actually gonna leave in the comics fast forward 10 seconds if you don't want to hear this but people when they die with the soul stone get trapped in it oh that's right yep I did hear that yeah so so I think that might play into the next movie if I had to guess the short answer is uh, yeah I love that movie it was a good movie it was good and I'm, I'm totally gonna get it when it comes out I'm a sucker. Oh, yeah, definitely. But how long can we do the superhero movie thing? We should talk about that. Ooh, we should. Because I'm not going to lie. I don't go to theaters nearly as much anymore. And one of the things is the reason I haven't seen, I start falling behind on movies is because I am getting a little burnt out. It is getting more difficult for me to be like, oh, this is fun. It's getting more like, oh, yeah, a bunch of overpowered people punching people for good. Like, I get it. But at this point, you, you've... Like, I'm the horse, and I died, like, a few years ago, and you're still beating me. Yeah, I don't want this to turn into the comics where they keep dying, and they bring him back, and now there's a new person doing it. If they kill somebody off, I think we should just be done. Let's just end it. Yeah, I get why they do it, because, you know, popularity and everything, but at the same time, you're not giving an end game. Yeah, I hear you. I think I really enjoy comic book movies, but the luster is going to wear off. Yeah, I hate that mine is already starting to wear off. You're so dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? We you talk about Deadpool. <laughs> I want to see Deadpool so bad. That is my game right there. Well, that's them. That's the evolution. So that's them taking superhero genre and trying to twist it to make it fresh again. Yeah. And they did it right. I mean, you put the comedy, like fantastic comedy from Ryan Reynolds, and then you have the gore and then the rated R. So this is an adult superhero movie, which, I mean, let's be honest. We're the audience. Yeah, pretty much. All right, we're going to head out. I'm Bill. I'm Al. Thanks for listening.